0: Picture this, you're a newly qualified nutritional health coach and you feel like a one person show. It feels like you're being pulled in every direction. You feel like a chicken with your head cut off and you are running all over the place.
1: Imagine having someone who can help you put the processes and systems in place to eliminate all that uncertainty and deliver clients to your door like Uber Eats delivers food. That's why this podcast exists. The Business of Health Coaching podcast exists to help you keep business simple and uncomplicated. And welcome to today's show. Welcome, everybody. I like the way you say it. Hi, everybody. So today we're covering the daily disciplines needed to launch, to start and grow a health coaching business. So we're going to dive into that topic today. But now we're uh, winter is here. We're, we're shivering, fire. we're cold.
0: But we will not <laughs> put heating on because we're doing this kind of a challenge <laughs> that everybody else <laughs> is doing. How far we can, how long can we leave it without, I reckon it's going on, because I'm sorry, even today when I walked in, I'm like, I'm going to have to put this on, I'm going to have to break this challenge.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, got winter's here basically and uh, we, you notice a drop in temperature, even at the gym, so we just came back from a workout, food shopping was a bit of a disaster. I,
0: Here's a, here's a here, oh yeah, sorry, yeah, you were just telling them, I just remembered myself in pyjamas last week, in my shorts and top, with dressing gown while I was recording this podcast, it was not last week, yeah, literally last week was so warm, I had to take off my dressing gown because I was getting so warm during this, and today, my hands are half covered, yeah, covered up fully today.
1: Yes, we are cold. Anyway, <laughs> let's dive in. Okay, so, I always have a little handy piece of sheet. With a note sign, but the daily disciplines, what, what does that mean to you, Farah? What do disciplines even mean Well, in your eyes?
0: Discipline was something I found uh, maybe around seven years ago, a little tiny, tiny little part of it, really. Uh, and I, I'm smiling when I say this because I literally did not have any disciplines when I was growing up no boundaries, no disciplines. No one had a conversation about, you know. Or well, loosey-goosey. How, not, not really, <laughs> because even if you don't have a discipline or, or conversation about discipline in your life, like mine, um, you still have a some kind of a soft structure. And that really, to me, is a discipline. However, a discipline which is uh, a structure that is strat- a strategy or a focus strategy to do something to achieve then becomes the discipline. I don't know, that's how I see it. So, so to achieve that goal, what do you need to do every single day? No matter what, yeah. no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how you feel, you've got to get those things done. That is called discipline, isn't it? No matter how you feel, if you don't feel like it and you don't do it, the word discipline can't come into it.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, who's that guy. I keep forgetting the American guy who's like which one, a shaven head, military. Liver King. No, liver King. He's got he's got hair. He's got just said
0: liver King, just so because Jane's oh, listening. Marine. Okay, all right. Around. Just to annoy no Jay, head. sorry. Oh, his uh, anyway. oh, the Annie's husband. No. Oh, Navy Seal, he is. No, He's not is talking quite about. Famous. Oh, David Goggins. Yes. Oh, okay. That's it.
1: Think of yeah. So when I think of discipline. Uh, that pops in my head, and that feeling like Farah said of like continuous doing the same thing each and every day, regardless how you feel, and being patient enough to wait for the outcome. Because sometimes in this day and age, and people say it all the time, but I'll say it anyway. Is that you have tendencies to for short term gratification? Where's my next dopamine hit? Dopamine hit. Normally it comes from a phone, normally it comes from like eating habits. But the next time you get that dopamine hit, and you wanna delay that as much as you can, and that's having the discipline to know, okay, I'm doing this thing for a long time. Like this podcast is going to be here for a long time. I'm not expecting loads of millions of downloads on day one and expect loads of people to enroll with us. That's not what I'm expecting from the podcast. Me and Farah are having fun every Saturday doing this. We're having a conversation anyway. So I'll put it in the podcast format. So the discipline for us is showing up every Saturday morning and doing a podcast. So you want to have that structure in your business. Because without that structure, it gets a bit loosey-goosey and inconsistent. And you don't get the results you want to see over time. Which if you really think about it and you really want to do something. And you have a powerful why or multiple powerful why's I heard recently actually. I heard this with actually because you always think of why as one thing, don't you? What's your why? But why can't you have whys? Why can't you have more than one why? You can have multiple reasons for doing
0: something, can't you? I think there is normally a sub why under the major why, but usually people just say, "What is your why?" Like, "What is your one thing, the reason for doing this particular thing?" Like, "Why are you health? Why are you health coach?" Like, "What is the reason?"
1: Yeah, I think there's multiple reasons why. I know you have this one big income impact. I don't know. Yeah, but you have
0: this big why, and then you have little sub whys under it. Subways. So, subways. <laughs> <laughs> a little subwise under it. Is I, I'm nice now one. thinking subwise. That this is
1: another topic for another day, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking that maybe there is multiple whys that are just as important as each other and there's not maybe one why that supersedes all whys. I don't know. Maybe that I just thought of it the other day and I heard it. I was like, mm, interesting.
0: What is your example for that
1: I, I No example confused. just like this podcast, there's multiple reasons why I want to we want to do this. One, we want to share the message. Two, we just had like having fun because we were talking about it on Saturday anyway. I was like, right, this would be great in a podcast. And I kept saying that. I was like, we need to just do do a podcast. And we never don't want to get that. So that's why. So I enjoy doing it with you as as a couple, doing it together. And we get to teach people some things I like to know, which I love to do is teach. So there's kind of multiple reasons why. Would Go you say the audience base, let people join our community for free, and all this other stuff that comes with it.
0: Is this like your sub why then or of your bigger why isn't it isn't your bigger why to transform people's lives through coaching Yeah, the quality and then, of people's lives but yeah, yeah i guess but so then but this but is your sub why as in the, the one underneath on how do you get to that big why and there's multiple ways of doing it no would you not say that
1: i don't know i, I, I need to think about that more and come back to a proper conclusion but i just i just found it
0: for that podcast what is your why? And what, and multi- what are your multiple whys coming yeah. up, shortly? <laughs> all right. So
1: diving into this topic. Back to if, the topic. If we think about this then. So when I think of like the day of disciplines, it kind of goes back to why you're doing this thing in the first, first place. Again, it goes back to why, I guess. So what's the point of doing anything or the thing you want to do to be disciplined in? So I've got a 10-year goal. All right. So you need to think big picture. So it can be more than 10 years, but 10 years is a good number to pick. I think oh uh, ask yourself those powerful questions. Where are you going to be ten years from now? Okay, because you want to know that end point and you start to reverse engineer that point and what that works out to so the daily disciplines you need to do each and every day. So ten years from now, far, where do you want to be?
0: Well, I would like to be super disciplined, an in individual who can then teach others to become one. So one of my clients messaged me after watching the Q&A on uh, Monday. Um, that little noise you heard is a afrolet in the cat in. Um, so she watched Q&A. In my q and I mentioned... I
1: really want to say who let the dogs out then.
0: <laughs> go for it. Go on, go on. Um, So she just said, messaged me and saying, thank you so much for the Q&A. Uh, it was, I can't stop talking to my husband about how I can't wait to create a Google calendar for example to put in my daily discipline so that I can create a life which is there for the next 10 20 30 years. So whenever I'm learning something new I want to know how is this going to show up in 10 years 5 years you know 15 20. I want to learn things which are long term. So for me the 10 year goal would be to th- be the person who I'm today but more refined version.
1: Okay. Nice. I like that version. I think we did a little every month we have a same page meeting It's taken from a book by Gina Wickman Traction, and if you are, the idea is that if you are co-CEOs in a business, so we both own 50% of both the business we have, and we need to be on the same page because we're a married couple, and it's great to do as as a business thing and a not a business thing as well. I just recommend doing it at all if you're a couple in anything because it just means you're checking in with each other how you're feeling this month, how are things going in your world from your point of view, and vice versa, and then you work out any issues you're having together as a couple, or one might be having an issue and the other one could support, or vice versa again. And that same page meeting we had last night, and uh, Farah even said, like, um, we want to do this every week, two hours before date night. Explain that a little bit, actually. That might help. Because you said you wanted to do more of it, didn't you?
0: Yeah, because uh, what that did was, uh, so I've had, I've got a calendar, obviously, as you guys, you know, you have a Google calendar where all the appointments go in. It got, does get involved a lot for me. Um, and I think for you guys as well, depending on what is presented to you in your life and what you want to achieve as well. So say so if you've got kids, um, if you've got um, maybe things happening where you need to back off from your work, so you'll change your calendar accordingly. And then you have this, Afro said to me yesterday, what do you want? What is your dream life every day look like? Uh, and, and I like I really find it hard to answer questions like this because I said, well, I think I might be living that actually. And he's like, no. Well, like, literally, if you had... What did you say? 10 million pounds? If you, if you, had, a billion, account, if you yeah. had a
1: billion pound in the bank and money was no object is the idea. Just write down what you want to do with your life. And the idea was to do where you are now and look at where you want to be in your dream life and yeah. then work out what the difference is and start to implement some of those things in your dream life into today. And those things can be something simple. Like I want to meditate more. I want to read a book every day or want to go traveling once a year. You can input that into your day... In life right now there's nothing stopping you from doing that so i was thinking about how do you extract the future and just put it into now and what we found out with the exercise there wasn't mo- many things that yeah. that
0: was the surprising. thing there was a massive difference there wasn't ma- yeah the there wasn't a
1: massive difference so it's like oh and it makes you think am i leading my dream life now maybe i actually am maybe i maybe need to be grateful for where i'm at and kind of we kind of forget that sometimes because you see social media posts of people on yachts or flying here or doing this you're like oh, i want some of that well, if you do, then do that exercise. If you don't, you'll know that. Like, actually, I don't want to yacht. I don't really care. But yeah. But the, I. you mentioned the two-hour thing, which I found interesting. Uh,
0: no, I can't
1: actually. What did I, so I say? The idea was that we did our calendar. We do the same page meeting. And you said two hours before date night, shall we sit down and do this again?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I said have conversations about, so what happens at date night, which is every Friday, has been for past, I think four years solid really. Um, And, what happens late night is you you know finish work, take the last bits of calls, maybe coaching, listening to not your coach, whatever it is, finish, and then we go and get either something to eat or I make or we make some kind of pizza, some kind of indulgent food, sit down and watch Netflix. What we haven't done, we realized that or yesterday, we out, or, yeah. or we go out, we go There's out quite often, it's different yeah. things we do, or, or we hang out with friends and play bowling and, and l- lose at it and then put the weights away for the week oh that's over rio if you're listening to the podcast <laughs> thanks buddy
1: Far, yeah, far, lost by the way as men versus or women versus women yes. boys versus girls what we said and the girls lost
0: so we wah, had to put wah, all of wah, the weight away wah. for the whole week so me
1: and uh mj just touched every weight and said farah we use this use.
0: <laughs> they were really mean and they kept reminding us don't forget to put my weight to it and they were literally using all kinds of weights, especially yesterday after i was deadlifting 180 90 i don't know what he was doing anyway um digress so I was trying to say is that we didn't actually have time where we reviewed how the week had gone so we create this calendar but there's a disconnect and the disconnect is how did we actually do, like really, the evaluation, right? So what could happen now? Now they've so Yesterday, we spent two hours creating this calendar for me. Afro, I believe, has done his own. Again, there is a calendar, but this is a refined version. And I'm going to go through this calendar next week. And I, I want to be able to give feedback on this calendar. I want to be able to see, did my life, did my life, Become dream life because I, I follow this calendar. Did I was I able to do all the things I wanted to? So serve my clients, which is like my my high up on my, my value list. Spend time with my family, my my boys, and um, obviously with Afro. Have I been able to achieve all of those three things? Then that's a pretty good week. That's a pretty good week achieved for me. But that will only come if I do what I'm you know what I planned in yesterday. And it was like a f- I had to go through with a fine tooth comb. I kept saying, oh, but I haven't I haven't put in messaging. Uh, prospects for an hour where does that go and in fact we haven't actually done that yet. and there was a couple of other bits so these little things that kept coming up it will evolve your calendar but I realise that it's really important to actually not just create, keep creating systems in place but actually talk about those like how did it actually work for you because if you don't then you're just get, again just following somebody else's thing but not making it your own
1: yeah and then you're just disregarding it, it doesn't work now the key thing is when we did the exercises to put everything in there what time you get up what do you do when you get up if you grab a coffee, grab a coffee. If you have a shower, put that in there. When you have breakfast, put that in there. Drive to work, put that in there. Whatever it is you're doing, put it in there. And you want to make sure you put it to the granular detail, because then because some people are like, I don't like structure. That sounds too hard. That was et cetera, me by the et cetera. way. Etc. Etc. But all that means is happens. You're running around like a clown all day, like a headless chicken. And then eventually, what happens is you end up feeling overwhelmed underappreciated the day comes to an end you haven't done anything meaningful
0: and you feel so non-productive
1: exactly versus if you actually structure it out you're like wow i've done a lot today or achieved the multiple or most of what i wanted to achieve i ticked the box off. now there's a caveat to this it's not going to work first time it's most of the time what i say to my clients and members of the community i say look this is what's going to probably happen you put it out in the world you get it as best you can something that will hiccup somewhere along the line factor that in Okay, so one of our clients actually was going to do social media whilst at the gym and it didn't happen because somebody came and interrupted him uh, and then he couldn't do the piece of social media he was going to do. So then I, was, I said to him, look, fact that maybe you need to do the social media away from the gym, maybe you need to do it somewhere else, get a coffee and do it there, maybe do it at home in a quiet room, maybe because that person's going to be there so they may or may not interrupt you. Okay, or you need to go to that person and say, look, actually, I need to do my XYZ work now, so I can't really speak now, is that cool? But yeah, no worries. Thanks for letting me know, and you need to organise that way. But that is feedback. That's some. The world is telling you that didn't work in that structure and format. Okay, let's review it. Let's go. Okay, let's look at what could work better, and let's do that thing.
0: Uh, can I just say something here? If you are listening to this and thinking, "Oh my god, this structure thing really bores the hell out of me," I am telling you this now. That I, this is normal. You're very normal. I am. I said this for years. I so pushed the structure back because I found it. Boring, predictable, and I thought life is more about living on the edge. You know, I want risk taking, and I want things happen happen just with that. And now that I'm running my own business, things just happen without. Even if like somebody comes in, even like I get a text from my system like this is really bad time to speak to me. So my quick text back to her is like, is this urgent? If not, we're gonna have to do this like on our schedule time because. It's not just it's not just that thought that's that, that the text has come in. It's like it takes you away from what you're trying to achieve and you get super digressed and then it takes two, three hours to recover back from that conversation to get back into what you're trying to do. This is if you're trying to build a serious business, by the way. Okay, So you're not you're not going to a- operate like an average person. You're going to have to exactly. upgrade. You have to upgrade. It's like as simple 1%. as that.
1: You've got to be different because most people are going to think, and I'm passionate about this. Most people go, well, well why do you want know that structure for? You, you, you can't do what you want to do when you want to do it. What's the point? And yeah, people coming into it go, well, that doesn't sound like fun, blah, blah, blah. But these people are the, not the people who, who want to change the world. These are the people who are just going to chill on a Saturday all day, lie on the couch. But there's nothing
0: wrong with that, by what? the way. Yeah, that's Th- it's their just life. That, that's what you are not. You're not choosing that. You are somebody who wants yeah. to go transform people's lives. Make
1: so You're not going to be normal yeah. in the sense for this they are. It you're not gonna be sitting on the couch all day doing nothing. You might choose to do that and you plan it in, that's fine. But you're not gonna be there every day all day. Or you're not gonna go on a Friday night and get drunk and be hung over a Saturday and do nothing the rest of Saturday and lounge around and that's not you. If you listen to a podcast, you're into self development. You wanna improve, you wanna get better. And that's not gonna happen by It's okay being
0: occasionally not to um you know, to get drunk on a Friday night and have a day off on Saturday. That is totally right too because I will always defend because this is me because I would sometime do this and I'm totally fine with that. But I also have the other side. It's the grading of how, how disciplined you are. So when I'm teaching, I teach this to my menopausal client because menopause is all about overwhelm. If you have a calendar, I can reduce your menop- menopause, I can reduce your overwhelm by 50%, right? So that calendar would be a soft calendar. It will be some structure to that, structure like self-care would be in there, their time, whatever their struggles are, we will we'll put that in. But when I'm teaching this to, for example, another coach, we will up, we will have having a slightly higher level of, of uh, a calendar or, or discipline because if you don't fill up your time yourself, guess what guys? Somebody will fill it for you. Yes. So you take your pick. How do you want to design your life yourself, or do you want other people to take control of your life?
1: And that's what we say at the end of the podcast every single time: take your life before life takes control of you. It is, is not, not my exactly line, the by the
0: way. It is from Atomic Habits, my current read. I'm sure in I'm sure it's in there that I have read that people, if you don't create your own calendar, somebody else will create yeah, it for that's you. That's in and there, and that is true, by the way.
1: But not the word I use normally. No, there. That's your. I believe it's mine.
0: That's your like a takeaway, isn't
1: it? Yeah. I believe it's mine. If it's not, guys, let me know. DM me, Afro Do It Too, Facebook, and say, hey. It's not yours. It's
0: so and so Yeah, tell, tell Copyright, us. Copyright,
1: 1995. That's cool. I don't mind. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So that covers like the 10-year goal and forward thinking. Then you want to break it down to like a five-year goal, a one-year goal, and quarterly 90-day goals. Because what that does, it starts to bring it closer to reality. So for example, if your 10-year goal is to build a seven-figure business, or your 10-year goal is to live somewhere hot, whatever that may look like, what does the five-year goal look like? Money is easy to say because if it's seven figures, that's a million. Five years, I want to have half of that. So five five million or 500,000 even. And then one year from now, okay, that could be about a hundred thousand. Okay, and then your quarterly goals, every quarter, that means you have to hit 25 grand every quarter. That's it, now you know 25 grand is your target. What things that need to happen each and every day for you to get to that place? And that's how you want to think of a goal. Just chunk it down into smaller manageable bites. The classic saying, how do you eat an elephant?
0: One bit at a time. One
1: bite at a time.
0: Oh, bite at a time. A- and we, uh, Andy, Andy, your coach, one of our coaches, uh, show, actually taught us that, didn't he? The chunking down thing. Um, when we were learning how to speak. Uh, oh God, that was a hard time of my life. Andy, if you're listening.
1: <laughs> Podcast for another day. <laughs> yeah, public speaking. <laughs> professional speaking. speaking.
0: Profic- professional speaking with, uh, with Andy. We did that and it was very... Um, oh, he taught us the chunking down method. Yeah, it's NLP. it's kind of term. universal, isn't it? Like it's a NLP lot of people term. use that. I use that with my clients. What a bigger goal? Chunk it down to small things.
1: Yeah, that's what you think bite size, because we human brain can't manage that massive vision. It's like, whoa, it's big, hairy, audacious goal. They call it in America. It's so big. That, where do I even start? So you got to break it down to smaller and smaller chunks. Now, I want to talk about something more specific to you guys who are listening. So we've got kind of a little bit of framework here. Now, you can't see it, but if you imagine visually, there are three circles. Three circles, like a Venn diagram. Each circle into overlaps into marketing, sales, and LTV, which is lifetime value. So this is part of the business of health coaching blueprint. So this is what we teach our private clients. I want to share this with you. So on the marketing side of it, there's kind of, you imagine those three circles, each one of those circles has three separate sections in there, and each one builds upon the next. Okay, so there's nine There's three main circles and then with each circle, there's three little bits, which means there's nine bits in total, three times three. Now, with each bit then, so first of all, you need to think about your marketing. Okay, so this is a discipline you need to have each and every day. And I I said this on a reel once and everyone was like, oh my God, 80%. (laughs) But yeah, 80% of your time should be focused on the sales and marketing phase. Let me say that again, 80%. Now, that number is not exact. It's not like a science to it. But a big chunk of time needs to be on sales and marketing. If you're a coach, then you are the face of the business. People want to see you and what you've got to say. Think about anyone on social media, on big platforms, Think Tony Robbins, Dean Gracioso, Russell Brunson, anyone you can think of. James Smith. Of people. James Smith.
0: Richard Hollis. Yeah. Mel Steven, Robbins.
1: Stephen Bartlett. All these people, Yeah you see their faces, they're thinking about marketing. Where can I be? Where can I position myself? Gary what kind of content could put out? Exactly, all those people, you see their face. Okay, they're not, they're not like a big brand like Nike with no face. Okay, Nike uses its, its athletes as its faces, if you like, of the business. But if you're the beginning of the journey, you don't have the option. It's not gonna be multiple people working for you at the, top, at the start, it's you. So the first bit of marketing is to create your offer. What is it you want to put out into the world? So that's create. So these are all Cs, by the way. So if you've got pen and paper, feel free to write this down with us. This will be in the show notes as well, the little diagram. So if you want access to that, you just find it um, as you scroll down your app in the description. There'll be a link to this. You can grab this for yourselves. But the first is create. Create your offer. What does your offer look like? Okay. That should take you about half a day, really. Any longer than that is too long. Okay, so what is the big problem you're trying to solve? Who's it for? And the timeline it's going to take you to get that result. Now, there's a whole bunch of training. We've done this in our private community. Again, that'll be in the show notes. I don't want to dive too much into that bit. But the idea is to create your offer.
0: So I would say uh, an example would be from from myself. I help uh, perimenopausal and menopausal women lose stubborn belly fat in 90 days or less uh, without Oh yeah, I forgot that bit. So I yeah, help per- perimenopausal menopausal women lose 21 pounds of belly fat in 90 days or less without being on diet and busting their asses at the gym. And they can keep their wine and chocolate. Like could you like if you break this down, it kind of gives the whole message, who, what I do, how I do it, what's the time frame?
1: Yeah, important you create the offer first. Most people create the program first. And <laughs> I made a massive mistake of this 2017 when I, in the room that I do my live training in, and most of my videos and reels and stories, we had a whiteboard, and that whiteboard, I was just doing like, as a six week, I can't remember what it's called, like a health and fitness type thing, to build muscle, mainly for men. But anyway, so people who are brand new at the gym, did not ever clue what they're doing, let's help them out. So it was all, half it was all about exercise, and half it was all about nutrition. Now, the problem I had was I created all the videos, read all the sheets with it, recorded, edited everything myself, put it onto a landing page software, and then tried to sell it, put it on Facebook, and then tried to run ads to it. This is like December 2017. The problem I had was is that I was really, really spending loads of hours like till two in the morning, three in the morning, four in the morning on Christmas Eve day. It was horrible. Trying to launch this thing for January, put money behind it to get it out there. I think, yes, this is it. It's big time, January people want this stuff. And no one had bought a thing. Tears. Crying emoji. It was actually and
0: upsetting. Then, I mean, we. Yeah. Then I had to turn to Farah,
1: and Farah says to me these words I'll never forget, you're going to have to get a job. So I had to get two part time jobs one as a cleaner and one as a pizza delivery guy. So I had to work weekends delivering pizzas. So right now, if it was a Saturday, then I would have four hours left and running off to do deliveries till one in the morning. Okay. Then I also had to do cleaning Monday to Friday, like nine to like two-ish and then on top of that, rebuild the business back up. Okay? Because the money I spent on ads because I did it the wrong way. Now, if I had an offer, I would have gone, I'm thinking of creating this thing who's interested and people would have said yes or no and that's it. That would have taken me half a day instead of all that heartache and time of spending all that time, money and effort to build this thing out. And that's why it's so important to have an offer at the beginning. People just miss that bit out and just go, I'm just going to create the program.
0: Yeah, most people just... Spend so much time getting passionate about creating tons of videos, getting paying video editors to edit in when you don't need any of that. Literally, yeah. you don't need it. Because
1: the marketplace doesn't care about what you think they want. People are going to tell you what they want. And we get so passionate about the thing we have. Like, this is my thing. This is what people want. And people might go, I don't want this thing. Take it back. And it's like, oh,
0: ah, it's painful, emoji. guys. It's painful. But when you listen to what people want, you will find the right, um, what's the word I'm looking for? What they want and what you can give. And yeah. that's when it's a win win situation for both. Uh, initially, when you first start, it's painful because you are giving out what you think is right in the world without getting any feedback. Feedback mm. sucks, doesn't it? Literally does. I get Afro saying, Do you want some feedback? I say, No. Because I know what's coming. <laughs> okay. But if I was to say yes to everybody, coming. every every time, I would probably be even a better person than I am right now. But sometimes I protect myself and say no. You've got to anyway. think about where the feedback comes from as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Is
1: it a, someone who knows what they're talking about? Or is it like, is it your nan trying to give you feedback on a relationship and she's been divorced five times? Makes no sense.
0: Yeah, just you need to, yeah, you need to think where the feedback's coming from. You you need a few, like um a few ba- like people who are your friends maybe acquaintances so you need feedback from reliable sources May- it'd be better if they didn't know you too well actually
1: cool so that's the first kind of bit the second bit is content all right you need to put some content in the world and <laughs> someone said this and i was like that makes so much sense people are like i want to be an online coach but they'll have uh, no online profile or presence it's like that makes no sense it's like if you opened a shop on the high street and you didn't open the doors and you kept the shutters down. But no one's coming to my shop. Why is no one buying anything? Because the door's bloody closed. (laughs) It's the same thing.
0: Or it's darkened windows and nobody knows what you sell. There's nothing there.
1: Yeah, so you need to be putting out content. Like this is a podcast. It's a piece of content. Okay? Reels, stories, Facebook uh, feed, other people's groups, your own Facebook group. You want to be producing content because you want it to be know, like, and trust. They need to hear you, see you, or read what you say and go, I like this person, or I hate this person, or this person's a bit of an idiot, or I don't really care, they haven't swayed me either way. Ideally, you want them to go, I love this, this is great, or this is not for me, see you later. You don't want fence sitters, you want people to make a decision, and that's what content does. It disqualifies who you're trying to attract.
0: One of our clients really struggled to put content out, so we were really working with them to, like, break those barriers down and you will all come from different backgrounds and you will struggle with with this space If you're not you know happy or or confident in front of camera but this is starting point for like if you saw mine in afro's video the first one it's absolutely shocking i th- i like it i think it shows how far we've come anyway so this particular client really struggling with this. She's probably put very, very few bits of content out. This one particular content she put out, went over to, you know, the feedback, uh, the Facebook goes into Instagram. This one person saw it on Instagram and it ends up giving her 10 grand worth of business because he found her there. She only put this one piece of content out. If, can you imagine now if she did put more content out, what, where we will be? And she knows it and she's working towards breaking those barriers down. So it just goes to show, people don't know what you have unless you freaking tell them.
1: Yep, 100%. You need to be not the secret hidden coach. You need to be the coach who's out there because even if they're not ready to buy now, they might buy from you three months, six months and a year. And that's why he's saying, if you're thinking long-term, you don't need everyone to buy from you. You only need a few people to buy from you now and over time that compounds. Okay, but you've got to be consistent and be disciplined enough to put content out each and every day.
0: Also, you're giving value with that content. Remember, you're not yes. just here to sell. You're giving value. You, you're fulfilling your purpose of transformation. People listening to you that may not fully transform, but they might have a little light bulb moment where they're like, oh, well, listen to Farrah's, you know, that this protein thing. This thing I put out yesterday, just protein, this label that my client sent me, I just highlighted it, put some pictures, took me like 10 minutes to put it out. But people, oh, I didn't realize I need this much protein. Oh, this is what I should be doing. Starting having conversations. It doesn't mean all of these people I'm going to sell to. But they're starting to see me as a bit of an authority. She's like, oh, she knows what she's talking about.
1: 100%. That's what you need to be. You need to be unique and authority, stand out. All that stuff comes from providing content. And at the beginning, that'd be great. But over time, you'll get better. And if you've got people in your corner who support you and give feedback, it just speeds up the process. Now, next is conversations. Now, they normally happen on the thread of the actual piece of content or in the DMs. Now, people have this big thing. We did a whole masterclass on this last week. But people have this thing about sending cold, spammy messages. You don't have to do that, guys. If you're creating valuable content, people see it and engage with it, it's easy to have a conversation with someone. Okay, but you need to get in a conversation because if you're trying to sell something that's high ticket, it's not going to happen if you just send them a link and then they're going to pay. You need to have some kind of conversation with them, build some rapport. And that's what the conversation piece is. I don't care who you are. You're going to have to have a conversation at some point. Okay, because that's in the DMs or on a call, but some kind of conversation needs to occur. And that's to help to disqualify or qualify the person. It's also there to build knowledge and trust and rapport. And it's a skill, an art and a science you want to develop. The science being, these are the steps. The art being, this is how you do it. Okay, because the how you do it is your unique style. Like I like to send gifts, voice notes, etc. Some people prefer to do video. Some people prefer this other thing. You need to find what your unique thing is.
0: Yeah, so you put a piece of content out. Say twenty six people have liked it. There's about ten comments. Um, Some of this, I'm talking about this exact this post I uh, did yesterday. People are saying, "Oh, could you help me with this? I'm a vegetarian. I don't know what uh, protein options are." Another person said, "I'm trying to eat less meat. What are my options for protein?" So what I would do now with these comments, I replied underneath. So I'm going to bring the algorithm up. So I'm going to bring the post uh, back. Facebook likes it when you reply, comment is new po- new new kind of material coming onto Facebook. And then what you would do is that you will then take the conversation into DM saying, I, s- I understand that you're looking for more blah, 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 but actually I've done a cheat sheet on this or I've got a bit of a material on this, I can send it to you, would you like me to do that? And then you do, and before, before I send you that actually, can I just ask you a few questions? Like why would you, why are you looking to eat more protein? What are your goals? Now you have started to have a conversation. This could then lead to a sale. Possible or if nothing else, you've nurtured the client.
1: 100%. Prospect, sorry. Yeah, so that's... um. Sorry. What
0: was that? <laughs> my, f- my shoes. I, I was oh. standing like that
1: and it just... Oh, I thought fire's knee clicked or something. Um, Anyway, so that's the first three pieces of the marketing bit. So create, content, and then conversation. Then you've got sales next, which is cultivate. So when to start to, like, as I said, build that rapport, that's the kind of piece you want to do there, and cultivate that relationship. Calls is when you want to move someone on to actually booking a call with you because... Like I said, it's difficult to sell something that's high ticket if you don't have a call with them. Plus it means you get to learn more about your potential clients and it all helps marketing. So if they say to you like, I can't afford it or it's not the right time or whatever objection they throw at you, that means you can then use it as a piece of content to break some beliefs, okay? Because people have these beliefs and barriers they're walking around with, like those was a baggage from their past that they bring to the call. And you wanna be able to handle those as best you can. You're always going to get objections is how you handle them that's the main thing okay so that's the call piece anything to add to that because i know you you're passionate about this piece, Farah.
0: Yeah, so uh, so let, let's say we're talking to this person on Facebook direct messaging, so DMs. And from these DMs, you will start to have a, uh, build a relationship, uh, what Afra mentioned, like and trust. Then here you d- disqualify, you qualify. You then bring them onto a call because now you think, okay, they have 21 pounds to lose or more. Uh, they, the, What they need, I've got it. So I can definitely help you. Would you like me to help you? Yes. Okay, here's uh, Calendly, book a call. They book a call, you qualify on the call. And then depending on if they're right fit or not, you take them on, you share your program. If not, you let them go.
1: Yes, spot on. Then after that, that becomes cash. So you're obviously going to collect something from them. Think about how you're going to have your payment gateway, how you're going to set that up. You should have some kind of link. Ideally, you want to take the cash and payment on the call because people say, oh, I'll do it later. You're probably not going to do it later. They get colder and colder and then they back out even though they want to do it unconsciously, but consciously they will say, I'm not too sure, or other way around. Unconsciously they won't want to, but consciously they do. Okay, so they'll back out of that and go, I can't do it, or something's come up, or wait till after Christmas, or blah, 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 whatever reason. They give you there and then. Now, when you think of those three pieces there, you might be thinking, what's the daily disciplines around everything I've said so far? Each of these should be touched in some way, shape, or form up to this point. Should be having, you know, you should have created your offer, improving your offer or thinking about your offer. Content should be coming out consistently. Conversation should be happening every day. Should be cultivating those relationships. Should be make, making offers to book calls every day. Should be catching some kind of cash as they ideally every day would be the best case scenario. Now, that's not going to happen in reality every single day. You're going to collect something. But you want to be thinking about that, that, that piece, about when you're making the offers and the cash. Now, when we move on to the next bit, it's LTV, lifetime value. There's three sections here. Clients, okay? So now you've acquired clients, you've got to serve these clients to the highest possible standard you can. And the reason you want to do that, because that is one, going to increase your LTV, your lifetime value, because they're more likely to stay on with you. So you will to have like a phase one, where they do three to four months with you, and a phase two, which is like six months or a year long on top of that. Add those together, and that starts to build out a profitable business where you start to take income coming in, like the first of the month, you'll have X amount coming in, five, six, seven, eight grand from people who are on your phase two program. You don't don't you even have to get additional clients at that point. Okay, because once you've got a client once and they buy from you again, everything else is pure profit. And you want to structure your business like that. You don't have one or two people coming in, one or two people coming out. You want one or two people coming in, one or two people staying. And you keep filling that up. And you start to build this community out. Anything to add that? Far you just went silent. So when you, you phase went, one, you're at me like I <laughs> was
0: just thinking, like, how much you know? Do I want to <laughs> do? Want to say on here? Um, Everything. Kinetic. So <laughs> with your phase one, you might be thinking, well, what does that phase one look like? The phase one normally is something between uh, twelve and sixteen weeks. Okay, so that's the kind of a sweet spot for the program. Oh gosh. There's a lot of noise in this podcast today. Um, yeah, so anything between like um, 12 to 16 weeks. And then within that, you have some kind of a base, like a like a platform where you're going to coach your clients. Okay, some kind of a program where once a week you do a QA and a or weekly check-in forms, or um, you're going to give them macros if this if you're a macro coach. Um, or you're going to do, um, you might have a additional videos that you send out on a week one, week two. A platform of some kind. So I use ClickFunnel, all my videos are saved in there. And then I actually teach them from um, trainer app that's the two things I use that they go between that? and then we just book calls every other week and we speak to each other so that's some kind of a format and and you know our private clients we teach this so they they're not lost at this stage because a lot of people have this confusion like how do I what do I d- say to them oh i have taken two grand from them I don't know what to give them because I haven't created anything we you've created an offer already you just don't know how to then take it forward and that's something we teach and that's why I was saying like how do I teach all of that like, how do I say all of this in the podcast? But then that'd be the phase two. And it, phase two really, for a weight loss client, is more of what you're doing, but you will refine it a little bit or you make it a little bit more um, different or a th- bit more challenging because the client's probably used to doing some workouts Now I can do five days rather than three days. can put some challenges in there, like push-up challenge or press-up challenge. or you know That's uh, the phase two. The phase two is normally six months to 12-month commitment. So you've got the phase one, between 1,500 and 2,000 pounds, high-ticket sale, and then you've got the phase two, which will be... Like 199 a month to 399, depending on what offer you have for them. And then you will com- they will commit for 6 to 12 months.
1: Yeah, and that's how you start to build out the LTV. Then next, we're going to look at community. So like I said, once you start to get these people results and start to move them along into your phase two, you start to build out a community of people. And that's awesome because that creates a f- sense of belonging, creates a sticky feeling of like, I am part of mm-hmm. something. And they're less likely to leave because why would I want to leave this amazing community? Okay, so you've got to make sure you're nurturing your community. What are you giving to them? Like Farah said, challenges and things like that. So how are you challenging them throughout the process? And what you'll see if you track your data well, for example, if you look at a year-long process, so somebody enrolls with you for three months and then they add another year on top of that. Say, for example, they are like, I'll just do six months. And then about halfway through the six months, they're like, they kind of tail off and they're not engaged anymore and that happens often you need to put something in week month six you need to put something in the middle where they tail off that could be a challenge or that could be annual event that could be something where they're dropping off that keeps that engagement going for longer okay the longer you can keep them engaged and keep getting them results the longer they stay with you that benefits them and also benefits you as a business owner Within okay. that,
0: just want to say one thing. The daily discipline part of this podcast, obviously, within uh, serving your clients, how many times are you looking at your Trainerize app? Are you constantly answering clients' calls and uh, clients' requests? So you're put in, in your calendar originally that we mentioned, I'm going to do sort of check-ins throughout, like, twice a day to see if anybody's asked a question. Rather than being there all the time, being super distracted, and um, this is coming from a place of personal
1: experience. Yeah, because you can easily go, "Oh, the phone's... Ch- flashes a better answer straight away if you tell them in advance like if you say to them look i will apply to you within a two to four hour window then you don't have to worry about it till two to four hours later for example so that means you can check it at nine you can check it at 12 you can check it at three and then six or one of your team members can do that but if you set expectation at the beginning they're not going to be disappointed because you've said i will get back to you within a 24-hour window if they message you and, and then oh, where are you not getting back to me well i've made it very clear at the beginning within 24 hours okay or i don't do messaging on the weekend it's only monday to friday all this or that whatever structure you want to have make it super clear to them and just deliver on what you said that's it and this goes back to the
0: dream life that you want to live if you 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 love the the passion you love uh, transforming people's lives but you might get too bogged down with this day-to-day thing and that makes you want to not like your job so that's because you haven't put the discipline it's not not the, the coaching pies, because you have just super gone super overwhelmed by answering every five minutes. So put the notifications off and then go into it by design, by choice.
1: This is something for is working on right now.
0: Correct. This is what <laughs> I said, personal experience. I, I'm very transparent. I share every all my, all my challenges with you guys.
1: <laughs> awesome. So la- lastly on that bit is the climb bit. Okay. So we've kind of covered that throughout. This thing with the climb bit is the ascension, like take someone from phase one to phase two. Okay, doing that will extend the runway of people staying longer and increase your LTV. Okay, so the LTV piece includes the clients, the community and the climb. Okay, so all these things, these nine points I've mentioned, so create content, conversation, cultivate, cause, cash, clients, community and climb all need to be touched on a daily basis, ideally. Okay, in a a perfect scenario. Now, we know the reality of the world is that you might not be able to do that every single day and every single time. But you want to be think about those things as a discipline. How can I factor that into my calendar to make sure I have the most opportunity or the best chance I'm going to tick that box and make sure I deliver that thing? Okay, now I've got kind of things to consider section here. So time blocking is an important way to think of structuring your week and day. And it's a great discipline. Like, like Farah said, yesterday we worked on a calendar. So it's like the weekly check-ins were becoming a thing she started to do on weekend. So what do we do? Put it onto a Monday morning. Time blocked it out. Two hours here. That's when I'm going to f- do that thing. Okay? I do it with a weekly newsletter. So I have a health business weekly that goes out every single Monday. I write it on a Wednesday. I time block that time out. Two hours. Okay? So all those things are blocked out. So I make sure these things get done consistently. I time block my sh- cold shower, I time block whatever work I need to work on. Okay, so time blocking is a great skill to implement because once you're in the zone of thinking about that thing, it's easier to do that thing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, 100%. If you do homework with your kids a certain time, put that in. If you're cooking food, put that in. That It's just, it is, we don't put these things in because we almost think, oh yeah, well that's just normal and that's just part of life. Well, this is what happens because you didn't put it in and now you, that little slot they thought that was somebody took that slot a client needed you, and the client's always more important, isn't it? <laughs> of course, but they're not, they're not as important as you are. So, when you're teaching this kind of stuff, you come from a place of congruency and you time block that 30 minute cooking food, for example, or and also eating food because you got to look after yourself. So, it, it, it works.
1: Yeah, client is important, but you need to make sure you're f- giving them from a full cup and not an empty cup. Yeah, client so is tired, the most exhausted, etc. Because I think the way you worded it might but have come across But not at your expense is what I'm trying to say. Ah, okay, cool. It's
0: like yeah. you... Because we will, I know what we you will, meant. We <laughs> will, as coaches, tend to give the, the time to client. We will do that. But in the meantime, we'll forget to eat or forget we'll get super overwhelmed. Then how are you going to come across to that client? Especially when you're actually teaching them. You need self-care, but you're not doing it yourself.
1: 100%. Cool. Then everyday essentials are put on here. So just thinking about what things you need on a daily basis. Like these things fall into like sleep, food, exercise family time self care morning routine end of day routine weekly tasks etc. so these are like things that happen every day so you need to sleep yeah it's not it's not a you need to sleep it's a, it's the no brainer not really. negotiable but the th- key thing people have is a poor morning or evening routine for sleep, so I actually did an exercise on this a few years ago um actually I think it was two years around between think it was like August to November well I've got a whoop so I was like right I need to fix this thing so what I did was I tracked all my numbers this is before whoop gave you the data it does now so I tracked all the numbers and I really noticed every afternoon like I would start to feel a bit sleepy and every morning I didn't get up like feeling great so I, was, I realized I wasn't going to bed early enough and I was waking up too early So I think at that time I used to wake up like half four and go to bed at like half ten or something clearly that's not enough hours so now I start to get ready for about nine and then I'm generally in bed between half nine and nine lights off by ten for sure and I get up at 5.45 what that's allowed me to do is to, to fix that sleep thing and I don't need a nap in the afternoon anymore as much as I used to now I'll have a nap if I feel like I need a nap but generally speaking I don't need a nap as much I <laughs>
0: If anybody wants to see any photos, I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I just bang my teeth on the mic. God, you deserve to bang
1: your teeth on a microphone.
0: So every time so I have to go. G- I take one every day? Only because. I take one every day? I I'm sure. Did you, Did you, if you I take one? I, I took many. I took many. Every so every, day I was, well, yeah, not every blood. day, but most. You don't sleep every day, though. You don't I have know. a nap every day. But I think at least two, three times a week, I'll take a photo of his napping again. Because I just found yes. it so funny. <laughs> so ever
1: since I'm started dating, i have been on the train. I fall asleep. she I a photo? Oh. And you don't. just send it to my family, no, you don't, or do
0: you sent it to me- actually. This, there's a point here. When I first met him, we're driving to Birmingham, so his family's from Birmingham, and he will. I'm like, you need. To, I'm going to drive because I'm not sure if I'm going to make it alive because he's trying to fall asleep. This isn't the middle of the day, guys. We're not talking about nighttime or first thing in the morning. This was so regular, and I need to like keep looking at him, staring at him. Like, is he going to fall asleep? Yeah, exactly. And that if we were on a train or a plane. 100% within the plane moving or the train moving, gone. With a mouth open, I used to get catching flies. <laughs> <laughs> I have photos to prove this. If it, Actually, if anybody wants photos, I'm happy to just like put a collage together.
1: <laughs> I'm going to edit that bit out. No one no one's <laughs> asked for edit. photos. No, um, but
0: actually this doesn't happen now. That's what I'm trying to yeah, say. Maybe yeah, you have really fixed your sleep.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, I've had a uh, vitamin D3. I'm D3, look, yeah. I've got a tablet in it right now. And also B12, uh, the doctor recommended I have those. Obviously, there's no sun here in the UK or not enough. Even in hot countries, there's not enough sun half the time. We don't go outside enough. So that was one thing as well. So there's all these factors I really looked into, but I tracked the data. And now me and Farah talked about the core four yesterday, health, wealth, relationships, and fulfillment. And now I'm creating a track for all those things. And I showed Farah, my first thinking was, oh God, she's gonna be like, I don't wanna track this stuff. You need why'd you put this thing together? And I was like, oh. And I thought I have to fight to have this conversation for me to even track it. And Farah's like, oh, I like this. I need to get a whoop, oh, I want this. I was like, whoa, it's different.
0: Hashtag grown up.
1: I it was really weird, It's <laughs> was like, oh, okay. Now, the reason why people might be listening, go, why do you wanna track all that stuff? That's ridiculous. If you track your finances, they get better. If you track your numbers in your business, it probably gets better. So why don't we track important things like facts like sleep, food, exercise, etc. It just makes sense to. When I listened to a guy on a podcast talk, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. It takes like five minutes to fill in. So I've got the groundwork ready for it. I'm going to start putting it out. And then I'll share it with you guys. If you want a copy, let me know. And then I can you know, put something together. But that's something I'm working on to get that back up and running. Because I like the idea of, of tracking the data and going, cool, if I optimize this. Because... If you want to live that dream life, you've got to be different, okay? And you've got to have a standard operating procedure of how you do things. And now, like Farah said, she just wants to optimize things. She wants to make things better. Standardize, optimize, turn up the dials. Because why wouldn't you want to feel great every day? Why wouldn't you want to exercise every day? Why wouldn't you want to eat good food and feel fantastic? Why wouldn't you? It just makes no sense not to. It's like a no-brainer to me. Why wouldn't you want to have a fulfilled life?
0: And this is why I love my husband, ladies and gentlemen, because he elevates our life. Because me, if I lived on my own, do you think I want to put this tracker together? Absolutely not. My brain does not think like that. However, if somebody else wants to do it, I'll come along. I'll come <laughs> along for the ride. <laughs>
1: I'll drop you the link. Um, yeah, so sleep's a massive thing. Food, I've got in here. So you are what you eat. You've heard it before. Guys, if you're a nutrition health coach, this should be a standard tick box. I eat a good food. Now, my challenge to you guys is, do you do it every day or as often as you can? 80% good, 20% eat what you want type kind of methodology works well for us generally speaking but you, I'm not going to talk to you about food exercise too much because you guys should be operating at that level anyway and if you're not that's something you definitely want to look into and just make sure environment is set up for that exercise, just move your body we do CrossFit, we love it you just do whatever you do, badminton, squash yoga, something, That gets the heart rate up, not just going for a walk in my eyes lift not the weights all special of the women
0: lift them <laughs> I, I think you probably do
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh then i've got a uh, time with family self time so similar ish things so think about where can i factor in that discipline to go right every sunday we have a 6 p.m zoom call if we're not away somewhere i'll input that in so i'll speak to my family in birmingham like far i said every sunday at 6 p.m we have a family zoom call Things like that. And we also consider like nieces and nephews. So a couple of years ago, my sister was like, and she needs some help with them because we weren't looking after them as much and was like, right, okay, I need to factor this into my calendar. they like, right, okay, cool. So I will plan out the whole year around Christmas time and I'll send it to my family. What that means is then they don't have to ask me, oh, when are you coming down to see us? When are you coming down to see us? I will just check the calendar. It's on there. It's a it, And it makes it so example. much easier yeah. where doing it once solves gajillion questions being asked for the whole year and all that energy spent going I don't know let me quickly fit you in somewhere oh god I've got this thing here and you're just like running around like an idiot Where well, just plan it out if it's important to you put it on the calendar so I have that we have that planned out for the year
0: yeah this this is a, this is like uh, an example that you when you f- you might hear this and think what you you have got this planned out for a whole year. And it went, again, I mean, I was like, you must be joking. What if we want to do something else that day? What if there was lots of things thrown at what well, I throw at him, uh, like some challenges? <laughs> He's doing his little martial art in the corner now. <laughs> but back. It, was, it was the family members. Remember, they will not understand this because they don't operate in this world. So you are going to get the bounce back effect of no, no, I don't want to. But... We said to them, you want us to see our nieces and nephews. There's a nephew now as well. So three of them uh, that come over to us. And then we go over and we have them over the weekend. But we know for the whole year when they're coming down, they know it. Like how great of an example is this? Everybody in the family knows they're being valued. They're being loved by their uncle, their brother, their son, by doing this this one simple exercise. And there's no overwhelm, there's no guilt. How many women and men here are listening to this podcast are constantly guilty about, Good I've point. not seen a family, I'm always working, my kids tell me I'm always working. That's, you're, you're not always working anyway. The thing is, you're not always working. You, I don't know, you know, we are working some of it, but some of it, we're just wasting some time. So if you put things in calendar, you will take away the overwhelm, the guilt. And it just it, there's no other way of dealing with this, honestly. Lastminute.com, doesn't work out <laughs> it doesn't work out it causes rifts between relationships you know we don't have any of that when the time comes to go there we know what to do we just pack up our, a little overnight bag we go over there you know and we have a very good time
1: yeah simple man keep it simple and then so on here i've got uh self time so whatever you love to do like we love to do crossfit like i said so exercise and self time kind of merges for us but it might not merge for you so you might want to do like have a walk so far walk to the gym you might want to have other things like Time to chill and watch a movie, I love watching movies, so I'm about to watch a movie later today, Black Adam with the, the lads, so we're going <laughs> to watch, lads, <laughs> they're
0: not like this at all actually. Nah, but but we, are,
1: we do speak like that though, she's hit her lip again or tiff. I don't know what she's doing, she's eating the mic over there. Um, Yeah, so you want to have some kind of self time, whatever that is for you, like. Watching something, doing something. That's the time you put aside and go, right, every evening for half an hour, I'm going to watch this ridiculous, stupid thing on Netflix. Dubai Blink, I highly bling. recommend. <laughs> yeah, so blink. If I was always, every time I jump on, to some kind of. I don't know what you call this thing. <laughs> so, uh, I Kardashian just, type show. I'm like, just, what you know is this? I just some
0: really dull show that doesn't require any mental capacity that, that that runs in the background for a few. Like, I do it for like if if it episodes more than twenty eight minutes, I can't do it. So, if there's one episode that's short, we normally actually we only watch TV on Fridays and Saturdays. Uh, yeah, you could almost get rid I of the TV. If it's CrossFit <laughs> Games or Rogan Invitational. we were watching last week, weren't yeah. we? That was that kind of thing. Otherwise, we can't, we don't put TV on in the house. Nor does the, do the boys because they watch yeah. their phones.
1: Yeah, exactly. YouTube, quite good. But anything you want for your ti- version of self time. Now, morning routine. So I'll just put in here like the daily disciplines having a morning routine. Alex Samosi goes poo-poo to this, I believe. Don't quote me on that. But he goes poo-poo to a morning routine because the reason he says it, and I kind of like it, goes, if you can't, if you don't have your normal routine and it throws off your whole day, something's not right. I was like, "Mm, that's an interesting concept because everybody says 5 a.m. club, get up early, do this, do that work. And it's kind of like right to say that because your morning routine, if you don't do it, shouldn't make the rest of your day terrible. But then the flip side, I think, well, you should be able to have your morning routine as you want because you organize your own day anyway. Here's a tip for you.
0: Try different types one out because a morning a routine is a morning routine. A routine, very, yeah. everything is so. For me, getting up, getting a cup of coffee, going straight into work is a routine. For Afro, getting up, having a cold shower, and uh, yeah. then reading, and then what else do you do? Social media, posts, social media, and, and then, then, then he does his stretch, breakfast, then stretch. That's how he goes. Yeah, is that right?
1: Slightly different way around. Okay,
0: so th- for example, for me, it's getting up, having coffee straight away, working, and then dropping my kids to school, followed by a walk into the gym. That's yeah. it you know, oh, there is a bit of there is work in between. I forgot that bit
1: <laughs> we really looked at France kind to put yeah. the work in, yeah. but yeah there there is some kind of routine so think about what yours looks like. What do you want to do? I have a cold shower to wake me alert, wake me alert, make me alert, and get me bright eyed because otherwise, when I get up, I feel a bit like ooh, drowsy, so I'm like, I need that white Whoa. Well, I'm alive now. <laughs> when he first <laughs> Start. started
0: having cold showers, I could hear uh, I could hear from the ensuite What's the screaming? noises, ah! but, but now <laughs> nothing, and I'm like, "Wow, how do you do this?" Especially nowadays, getting cold. Just time,
1: yeah, it's getting cold, but just go with it. I've done
0: it as well. It's, it's all right. Once you're in it, you're in it. That's A great. little
1: hack for me is like um, Corby, one of our mentors, said this to us. Like he was hanging around with like 16, 17 year old people, like in an entrepreneur type thing, and they were saying that like, all of them had cold showers. I was like right. I think to myself, if I want to be successful, get in this cold shower. Or I ask myself, do I want to be successful? Good, get in the shower. That's my mental attitude when I get into the shower. I love it. I'm not like, oh, this is awesome. But I'm like, it just wakes me up. And I like that bit because it makes me alert straight away and gets me, gets me going. So that's the first thing I do. Then I read my book, uh, which is like 22 minutes. And I do this little hack of reading and listening at the same time. Double speed listening whilst reading, game changer for me. Alex Samosi, Frank De Blunken, thank you. And I think it was Russell Brunson. But I, I merged the combination of those things. Worked really well for me. Doesn't work for Farah. And that's fine. That's what I mean. So you've got to work, try some things out. See if they f- work and let the good stuff stick and let the rest wither away. Then it's like the social media post put a reel out that I recorded yesterday and a story I recorded yesterday. Then I'll get into my weekly task or yeah, for the, for the day or week. Then you want to think about next is like an end of day routine to wrap up your day. So that normally means I'm filling in my daily trackers and then doing a brain dump of priorities for the next day. And now I'm thinking, of when is my hard stop? Okay, this is something that I've, I've flipped and flopped about. Like sometimes I work to pass eight. I don't like it. Sometimes I'm trying to cut it back down to seven and six. Eventually over time, we want to both be finishing work at like five or six and just like stop it dead there. So it's something we're working on and obviously we've got to build the structure in the team to do so, to be able to in that place because the demands of the job require us to do these certain things and that's the disciplines we talked about right at the beginning. And if you add to a kind of end of day routine.
0: Uh, I actually don't have one uh, right now but we are building one like we said. Uh, you, have you, you've got one or you've tried different ones, haven't you? And my, my end of day hard stop is very poor. Like it leaks into like seven, eight, nine sometimes. And I I have this whole guilt thing going on that my kids are upstairs and I haven't spent time with them. So, uh, yeah, that's one thing I've got to work on.
1: Yeah. And I think with the end of day routine, it's it's just that space needed when you stop and then we go to bed because nothing worse than having no buffer. And you go from stopping work at nine or ten, for example, and then going straight to bed. And you're just like, all you're thinking about is a thing you just finished. And your mind is racing so you can't even sleep and it impa- impacts the next day so the best thing to do is have that hard stop work, watch dubai bling bling whatever it is whatever <laughs> 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 you want to read a book go for a walk whatever and just relax and chill and then end the day
0: i know why i watch dubai bling it's because it's dubai I don't not interested in too much for blink. It's ridiculous. Like there's like bunch of women that are constantly wearing this big Versace gowns and bitching basically about each other. So it's really not that. It's about the the background where they go and the houses and the beach and the water and the pool and it's just just looking at Dubai because that's one thing we want to do is to move yes. out there one day.
1: One day we'll be doing this in Dubai. Is the plan? Cool. Anything to add to that for a wrap it up?
0: I think we're done.
1: Cool. How do we end the show, Farah?
0: take control
1: of really mess it up. <laughs> take your life before life takes control, control of you, you. Woo! Woo-hoo!
0: if you got value from today's episode then subscribe now as this will mean you get alerted when a new episode drops which will be every monday at 6am in readiness to kickstart start your week
1: and remember guys, so every time you subscribe, it really helps us grow. So really appreciate your support. So whether you're an Apple podcast or Spotify, you find us on most platforms. Go ahead and subscribe now. Do it now, guys. Don't right. wait. Are you still waiting? Go with do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Go with it. <laughs> Thanks like, for listening. Like you. <laughs>